We're four teaching friends from across the country. Who've discovered that if you don't laugh, you cry and lose sight of your why. I'm Retta. I'm Deanne. I'm Tracy. And I'm Kathy. And we teach so hard. You know what's really hard? Oh, hearing the negative lies that people say about us and the teaching profession. Like those who can't teach. So before we start talking, I have a little update from our friend Jill, who actually messaged me with the correct... um, the the way that term is supposed to go, those who can do and those who can teach. Mm -hmm. It actually came from Aristotle. This is going to knock you right out of your seat. And (laughs) Aristotle actually said, those who know do, but those who understand. Wow. How did you like that? I'm going to pat on the back for everyone. Well, Ari, I think he's my new hero. There you go. Absolutely. You have to have a good understanding. And and isn't that true? When you teach something, you understand it better. We've always said that. Teach the class too. Right. So our, our job can be so difficult. We work with the most precious commodity that that our country, our world has. Yet so many people have little or no respect for teachers and have such a bad attitude towards our profession. What are some of the negative so things easy. that you heard about us? How fun. Ugh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. you do is play all day. Or, or here's one. Oh, our country is in the our country oh. is in the state it's in because of you teachers. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the social studies curriculum don't get me started. I know. <laughs> And teachers get paid too much. They only work 180 days and have summers off. I love that one. Oh, love those summers off, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Plus all the vacations in between. And if they aren't piling on the homework, they aren't doing a very good job and don't really care about their students. That's Uh it. Or I became a teacher. And it can be hard to control a bunch of kids. That's easy. Oh. Yeah, it's a good career for a woman. Oh my gosh, I've heard that before. Oh yeah. And how about this one? Yeah, teaching, especially pre-K and kindergarten, is glorified (laughs) babysitting. All they do is play all day and use glitter. And for crying out loud. Oh, you know what? When somebody said that to me once, I said, can we look at this supply list? Look at what they're asking me to buy. Right. Right. I want to get back to the paint all day and use glitter. Somebody said that to me. <laughs> I said, oh, how did you find out? <laughs> Here, let me put a little bit in your child's backpack. Just a little. It's a special treat for you. No, 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 no. Oh, anyone can teach. That's right. Oh, crazy maybe. And experience doesn't matter. Anyone can teach. Right. And if yeah. the current job doesn't work out... I'll just become a teacher. Absolutely. Yeah. More money. And you know what? All they ever want when they bargain on a contract is money. More money. More money. That's it. 
Yeah, that's all we care yeah, about. Those rich teachers are making way too much already. They got to be ashamed. Yeah, yeah, really. that's why I went into it to make to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what are your first reactions when you hear these comments, or like some of us read them? You know, I'm all for turning the other cheek, but sometimes letting those comments slide, I gotta, I gotta sit back and I gotta ask, doesn't it do more harm than good to let those comments slide, to ignore them? Because when you do that, it's not doing yourself any favor. It's not good for your psyche. It's not good for your health. And quite frankly, I really question if it's really good for the profession. I mean, oh, it's definitely not. If somebody says something stupid like that, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like looking them right in the eye and saying, you know, you can't be ugly and stupid at the same time. Pick one. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'd like to say, why don't you come in and take over? See how good you yeah, can do. Yeah, here, please. I'll step yeah, aside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think too, like, I think that there's a pervasive, and I think it's, it's, I think we would all agree now it's a pervasive sense of depression in our profession. Um, just, it, it kind of hangs over us like a cloud. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why you have to learn to laugh at some of these things. And something I, I found very therapeutic, and even in the days, you know, when we did have PLTs and PLCs, and I know you've got to do those, but if you could just have a few hallway sessions, right, or, don't take it too um, seriously. quick lunch with your teaching partners and just laugh at some of the things you've heard people saying, you know, mm-hmm. there, some of it is so prepared. Asterisk. Yeah. And right. But you know, the flip side of that is, okay, and, and that's that's one of my statements that I just wince every time I hear it. Don't take it personally. It makes me foam at the mouth because I think to myself, but it is personal. It is mm-hmm. personal. I'm sorry. This is my calling. It is personal. How dare you? And so for me, yeah. I have a lot of righteous anger. Um that's that that's my reaction um you know it's not but you have to channel that you can't walk around with that inside of you it's got to be can't right got to be let out and channeled in some other way well and i think about it too you know when you respond to people with that kind of righteous anger i think it's like throwing another log onto their fire um and so I think that sometimes we have to temper it, right? Otherwise, you know, I'm I'm apoplectic. I'm I've got you know a perp. My, my skin goes purple. My ears turn red. I'm huffing. I'm puffing. Someone get me my inhaler. You know, just <laughs> I, I, I'm. You know, there was a time when I'd walk away and I'd go in the library in the little office and back and cry. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I just. Dried my tears one day and said, "Why?" Because well, then you're you showing that you're not going to be walked this? all over, too. You you need to fight back. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, fighting back is just becoming e- an even better teacher than you were before. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just yeah, right. Right. right, and especially being a woman. Yeah, and and the laughing thing—it's kind of like what we tell kids to do with bullies. You know, just laugh at them, and they're their whole purpose just kind of dissolves. They wanted to make you feel bad. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that um, sometimes the best response that you can have is to ask a question. Um, so I have learned, you know, I have that righteous answer, but I start to ask them questions. And as soon as you start to do that, tell me more. That That's deflates the key. Tell a little me bit more. because it opens up a doorway to educate. If the they're not over either. the top, yeah. you know, angry themselves, and you sense there's an opening, asking questions. Like, where does that come from? Tell me more about that. <laughs> right. It's the way that Tell you react. Yeah. Why do you yeah. feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Because once you open the door to, hey, I want to understand your point of view instead of what the hell are you talking about? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Don't be stupid. Exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I am still mentally karate chopping them. Right. Breaking boards. But in your sweet little teacher voice, you say, oh, so tell me yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And and when you respond that way, I think sometimes it, it really deflates. Unless there's someone who's over the top and, and they don't want to entertain a notion because they really don't give a rat's butt about you or what you do, then just that's <laughs> not even worth the conversation. In my- right. Yeah. In my book. Do you ever like, um, when you hear that negative stuff, do you ever like, like, if you were a superhero, who would you be? <laughs> Blind them in their eyes. Who would you be? <laughs> Super teacher. Yeah. Okay, you know, like, I, I picture myself as Wonder Woman, right? And the costume actually <laughs> looks good on me. And every time they say something, you know, my bracelets flash in the sunlight. I don't know, just... <laughs> oh, I love that. That image. Yes. Choo, 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 deflect them, right? And sometimes that's all you got, but but you got to do what you got to do. Right. So. And then, then there's the note box. Yes, and if you don't have one, you should, you should. Just have a little so box. So I actually have one of those stories, Rada, that just reminded that me. Have um, the other day I went to pick up my daughter come from, from her friend's house, and her friend just started doing speech and debate. And, you, and she had gone to her first. About society's view of she had gone to her first event, and she said, oh, my gosh, there was a high school student who in his speech said, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Yonamura, made me fall in love with reading. And she I know. And so she said, because she said she came up to him afterwards and said, Oh my gosh, do you, you know, was Mrs. Yonamura your teacher? And were you at this school? And he said, Yes. And she said, That's my best friend's mother. And she had to tell me that story. And I have not been, I have not stopped grinning ever since. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love That's it. That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. that's perfect that's the kind of thing you pull out when you're feeling down and and just pull yourself right back up and I think I already know the answer to this question but you know what just the fact that we would be talking about it is going to make us have a mental shift is it worth it then when no one understands our job is it worth it Not the paperwork and not all the bureaucracy. 
You know, all this negativity can really lead to a poor self-image. We question ourselves even more. So we have to remember why we do what we do. Um, I like to remember why we're here. You know, the kids are what we love about our job, not all this baloney that we hear from other people. Yeah, I No, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I have a child in my classroom right now who um, has a lot of limitations, a lot of limitations. And um, independent reading for him is is a struggle. Um, it doesn't matter what I put him with. It's it, what kind of book and what level of book. It's a struggle. So I I turned it into a service project because he loves to help and he's going to another classroom to work with some first graders, oh. to read to some first graders who, who are, you know, have limited vote, limited vocab and limited language because they're newcomers and they need to be read to. Um, right. and so he went last week and I was almost in tears because he said he was quivering. See, and that's what we have I'm to remember. so excited. <laughs> and he was so excited to go read to some little kids. And yet I can't get, get the, you know, I can't get him to read on his own, but here he is. He's reading on his own because he's got to practice his book for these kids. Uh, it was the best moment of my entire week. There's my purpose. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's right. That's what it's all about. You know, oh there's a God. book that I know we've been talking about in our, um, in our Facebook group, we teach so hard. It which is if you huge haven't because once you know out, your purpose, you that's what you strive um, for. That's what you no keep pitch. your eyes on this that target. This is all just a way and to talk shop, right? Down, and, you know, and there's this book okay. called Onward, this is just a and it's cultivating step, emotional resilience. And that's what they talk about in the first chapter. Is in the second chapter is finding your purpose, knowing your purpose. Who are you, and why are yes. you here? It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my purpose was always that every single person in that room was going to love learning mm -hmm. as much as I loved it. Oh, I, I don't that remember graphic. a specific test or a specific paper or a specific book that you read or even a great art project, but they're going to remember the fire in your eyes and the passion in your voice when you're teaching and that's that's yeah. going to rub off on them. That's right. And um, something else I posted in the group today that, that our friend Julie had posted on her page was the ripple effect of a teacher. And just, oh, my gosh, that please was. look at that graphic if you haven't looked at it. Because every little thing that you did, somebody that you just smiled at every day before class started, could grow up to be a social worker who Absolutely. helps families every day. Mm -hmm. Someone that you encourage to be himself has his art enjoyed by others. I had a student in my class. I like to keep up with my kids on Facebook. Everybody knows that. We talked about the, I I'm retired. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. And one of my students this week has all of his artwork I in this too. fabulous show. And it's, it's on Facebook and you know, he used to love to draw in his journal rather than write so much. He did both. You know, eventually we got him to write more and draw and, you know, keep up the drawing. Uh. But drawing is his passion and, and art is his passion. And, you know, there he is. And then 
seeing you passionate as a teacher. I have several students who became teachers and I, I can too. see that. Yeah. Same I've even like, I've had yeah. the, the, yeah, the distinct so. pleasure of being Facebook friends with some of the first kids yes. I've, I ever taught. And I taught older kids. So when I started teaching, there was like 10 years difference, age difference. And now they're in their, uh-huh. they're in their thirties and approaching 40 and, and every once in a while, one of them will shout out to me, you know, when I post my teacher statistics or something, and one of them will shout out to me. And it makes me feel like a million bucks already, but it also helps me remember why I'm here. It's so important. Yeah, exactly. Because you get to see, and, and you have That's to right. reach that point in your career where you get to see some, some of yes. the positive <laughs> outcomes. So what if you're a new teacher or, you know, you haven't been teaching long enough yeah. to see that start to visualize that. Look at that little girl who's building the, the house for the three and little make kids those and imagine her as kids, an architect. Because you know what, when you make those yeah. statements to the kids, yeah. it creates a script for them and they start to see themselves in that way that they've never seen themselves before. And that's incredible. Exactly. So good morning, mathematicians. We're about to start our lesson. You know, how are you? And how how fun for her to see the two of you still together. I was going to say, talking about, um, even though, you know, seeing your old kids that you used to have. I was um, eating out the other week with my old partner and my husband. And this girl comes up. She must have been about 30 or so. And she uh, she was one of our former students. And it was just so nice to see her. And she is now teaching kindergarten. I think she's a, a pre-K. And she said, you know, you're my favorite teachers. I mean, sixth grade, <laughs> you know, so it just made me feel so good. And It's um, amazing what that can do. Well, I've never actually said this in person, really? but you yes. know that great, um, I don't know if it's That's a right. meme or so, something that you've seen so on nice. social All media that talks that about comes at us, me, how do you what become you pay a your babysitter kid? for glorified babysitters, like $10 an hour, although in my area it's $15 an hour, but those six hours a day, about, uh, even though we work at least profession. 10, 14 hours, equals $60 per day. So that's the minimum times five days a week, even though we, most of us work on weekends. So $300 per week times 36 weeks. My school district is 40 weeks, which equals $10,800 a year. Although, you know, in the summers we all work and we all take courses and we all, you know, have our master's degrees and do so much more. Yep. Multiply that by 30 students and we should be making a minimum of $324,000 a year. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the other thing that um, I talk about is, you know, that people have such a negative, um, a negative view of unions. And yet um, unions are, are important and they're not just about pay and bennies for teachers. Unions also have made sure that there are appropriate class sizes. You know, unions have made sure that um, that there are appropriate Whoa. hours, a number of hours in a school day, and in some cases that your child has art 
and music and PE, you know, so these are, these are big things that unions assure. And it's not just to put the clothes on a teacher's back, although quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with that either, but, but they do things for our students as well. And people have such a negative perception of them. Right. Things like Um, that are going to happen. It's really unfortunate. And I think it's why we've seen, you know, states like I know the state of Michigan, we no longer have tenure for all of us. It does not exist anymore. And neither does the state of Wisconsin. Although I think we feel it now, but you know, we lost that. And what people didn't understand was that's due process. That's, that's what makes people, yeah, they can fire you. The point of it is that an administrator has to do their job to do that. (laughs) That's right. There has to be just cause. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You were ahead of your time. Right, right. But you also have to speak up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't I don't think we can yes. afford to just brush off critics or let the union handle it or let the administrator handle oh. it. Um, you've got to have something to say back. And one of one of the things is, you know, if, if someone's complaining about your classroom management, I got that a few times over the years. Um, it was probably a little bit freer, you know, than was appropriate for the time and kids could walk around and, you know, and, and they were involved in hands-on projects and not everybody was sitting in a row with their hands folded. So um, my response would be, we love to have visitors and volunteers mm-hmm. come on in with us and you'll get a better idea of how it all works. And some of my best mm-hmm. volunteers came from people who started off as critics. And when you have when you have uh, volunteers who are not so, part of the school community, I've had this experience. For example, senior citizen volunteers. Oh, absolutely. Plus, you're showing that there's nothing not to hide. You're welcoming your children. Have everyone as part of the school. As stakeholders. They are right? the All best for PR people for you because you get to they get to see firsthand what you're doing, and you get to talk to them about what you're doing and they it builds an understanding mm-hmm, of right. them. They go back to their senior community and they talk to these people who aren't in the schools. And it it really bridges understanding. As as scary as it can be sometimes, the more you welcome and you have an open door policy, the best PR and marketing you're doing for yourself and for the profession. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> Right. So we have to wrap it up and I'm going to ask you in a minute. So be thinking ladies, what's your number one go-to tip for um, dispelling this lie? Well, I think you just have to believe in yourself and know that, you know, what they're saying just really isn't the truth and try not to let yourself get upset about it because you really didn't go into teaching for a popularity contest anyway. So. 
<laughs> I like. I'm getting. I'm getting an image now of a teacher with a crown on her head and a cape. I have to get rid of that. Okay, so lots. <laughs> I of, love lots the video cast idea. Publicity. I want to do that. I, I we think so much alike, Greta. My tip indelible. also is be proactive and share. I used to all have my kids make students are doing. Just so, you know, give them the video blast, camera or let them photos, use their phone social or whatever. Media. Their iPads. Um, I send out hundreds of emails along with pictures along with my website to parents, letting them know. Look at all this great thing. All the great things your kids are doing um, outside this your is classroom why. door. And Hang I try a to give them like that says, like a mini on now. PD posts along you know, with what I'm sharing. So that again, they can spread the word. You know, parents and then schools talk a lot. Then anyone who comes into your school, so. <laughs> you know, if they have kids coming up into your grade or if they're just touring the school from the community, they're going to see that you're doing great things, even if the kids are out of their seats. Yes. <laughs> and my, mine is um, educate, don't alienate. That's right. So That's right. ask the question, tell me more about that. Because when you do that, you're opening the door for a conversation. And then from the conversation, hopefully an understanding of of what, you know, why they have the perception they have, and then also a chance to, to educate them on, on, on the real story. So, right, and educate, it. don't alienate, and then it will All right, escalate. well, that's all we have time for to today. That. This was lie number three. Please join us next time. We'll be talking about lie number four, you're an imposter, but it's a syndrome that can be cured without an antibiotic. Be sure to, to stay tuned. If you haven't checked out our blogs, check out the, the show notes. Consider rating us or leaving a comment or question. And please reach out to us on Facebook. Search for the group We Teach So Hard. We've got lots to talk about.